Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio, recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. Most think of online travel agencies as simply online resellers of other operators' products. But Taiwan-based KK Day is not your typical OTA. In this talk, Jim Chang, Regional Executive Director of KK Day, explains why, how, and what it means for tour and activity operators. Ah, uh, good morning. Am I? All right, we're up. So, I was actually running through the um, well, all the speeches and looking at. I think we're the we're probably the only OTA that's going to talk about offline things. And I love the discussion going around offline. I love how you know how passionate all the operators come out and say, "I have the best quality. I have the best content." I think we should do that more. We should have more OTA coming up and say, "Well, we provide good services, and that's happening outside of our website." So that's something that I wanted to share a little bit with you. Um, we'll be focusing on some of the initiative we'll be called, I think uh, we have a lot of names out there, but we call it the Signature Experiences, the KK Day Signature Experiences. And uh, I also want to share, like, this has always been our philosophy, like, why are we so asset OTA? Why are we so obsessed of going offline or discussion around offline with our operators and how do we work that around? So, um, well, in case some of you, you know, new to the name, never heard us before, never seen this bright color before, and uh, well, we are a Taiwanese-based um, company. We're based in Taipei, Taiwan. Whoever have been to Taipei, can I see your hand? Anybody been to Taipei? Not a lot of people. See, so we're also, I believe, we're also a Taiwanese company, the only Taiwanese company in all the 500 attendees. So yeah, we're kind of rare. Um, do come around. It's really nice. Uh, we had a great round. We started in 2014. I joined the team in 2014, which we have about, what, 25 people to start with. And now we have a little bit more than 400. So things are going great. And we're not going to stop here. We're not, obviously not going to talk about funding with a big name on the wall. So, um, yeah. And I actually wanted to take you a little bit closer to what we have done with our signature experiences. But before we do so, I do want to define what do we, what, what do we define as signature experiences. This is something, this is the model that we came up with a couple, um, about three, four years ago when we started. We sit down with our operators and we came up with exclusive experiences for KK Day guests, for KK Day customers, and we work with our operators. So there are doubts of people say, are you buying your own buses? Are you getting everything done? Are you going for the whole, like, you know, interest, what we call like uh, vertical integration? Well, no, we actually work with our operators. But in a way that we want to talk, then we want to sit down and say, this is what my customer wanted. And we want to streamline, we want to look at all the details. And this is how, what we have been doing. We have been doing, uh, well, right now we have a little bit over 50 uh, different experiences. And when we say experiences, a lot of them are day tours, as you can see on the upper left, the, the smiling lady of the KKD banner. And we have ski tours in Korea, also like catering to what we need um, to our customer. And also we have shuttle service going you know, back and forth, connecting some of our theme parties, some of our attractions that we work together. Ultimately, these tours 
generate a lot of traffic, a lot of good reviews coming in. 1.5 million that was, you know, people we serve in the past uh, three years only through our, you know, through our signature tour. So it's been great. It's been doing really well. And we are loving the reaction coming from the guests, and our operators are also loving that. So um, we're not going only going to talk about like you know how good we are. This is not a selling event. We're going to tell you why we want to do this to start things off. Because not a lot of OTAs are you know trying to um, dive into the offline world, talk about the little details of the tour, because that's actually what's going to make things different. And also, we're going to tell you how. How do we you know, work with our operators? How does it work between us and the operator? What does the discussion look like? And the result, what do we get a result? Yeah, so to start things up, we start at day one in KK Day. We ask ourselves, as an OTA, where does our customer journey end? Does it end after you click, you, know, you, you insert all your CVCs, your credit card information, and you click, and then you're gone. You're, like, you're gone with the operators. Here's a number, here's your guide, here's a voucher. Go talk to them. If any problems, go talk to them. I mean, we've done our job as an OTA. We link you up with them. We are, you know, people talking about tech, people talking about a lot of, well, the buttons on, that's um, pretty common. You see buy now, save more. If you don't buy now, it's almost like they're threatening you. If you don't buy now, you're going to lose this deal. We see, the, we see that a lot, especially in accommodation. You know, of course, it's very dynamic. And also you have, well, in an airline business, that's very common. But... Yeah, from time to time, we also get this from some of our you know, other OTAs doing tourist activities, saying that, yeah, you have to do it now. You have to do it for the money. Click, buy, everything's, the UI is beautiful, the experience is great. But to us, when you start day one in KKD, we realize that the customer journey ends way beyond after you pay. It's the on-site services, it's the branded assurance that we want to provide to our guests. So the idea here is that we want to know who's providing the service, but obviously, we can't do that for you know, the, the 15,000 SKU we have on our site. So that's why we say, all right, we're going to move in closer. And we want to look at specific, um, specific routes, specific destination. And we want to make sure that we, we know what's going on on the ground and we're providing what the guests want. So well, basically, the easiest way to say is we want to look at the pain points of the customer going. And I don't think, I mean, we have a lot of, you know, there has been a lot of discussion about pricing. So pricing has been a very big issue. So we don't see pricing as a pain point. So I don't think we can, uh, I don't think we can cure property just by going lower, lower, and you know, with the pricing, we're not going to put their kids to school because we you know, put a, take a 10% away. So we really want to cure the pain point of the customer, either it's, uh, you know, trying to find your tour guy in, in the midst of chaos. So we came up with a lot of uh, ways to improve the on-site experiences. And when we, when, we, uh, when we help them out, when we kill the pain point, like you know, meeting up, we want to make sure our brand is there. So they remember, oh, these are the people who actually, you know, this is service, this is good service. Who are you getting it from? From operators and also from KKD. So we have, we'll see, you know, uh, a lot of pictures later about like, how do we kind of integrate our brands into these services. So that's what we started. The why, why we do it is because we want to make sure that the offline, the on-site service is something that we agree to, something we really think the customer want, and we combine our big data, some of the data, some of the trends we got from online, and we sit down with the operator and say, hey, how do we do this? So how do we do this? When we start a conversation with our operators, we basically started with a commitment, saying, listen, I know that you know, if you're asking me to do this and do that, altering your current layout of your tours, yeah, it causes problems. It's not your SOP. But we're here with a commitment. We're here with a mutual commitment that we're saying, okay, if you do it this our way, 
I can guarantee you we'll be having a contract, we're having a long-term relationship for three to six months or even a year or many years to come, and I can guarantee you the um, supply and demand are there. But in the sense of mutual commitment, we also need our, uh, or need our operators to say, okay, I'm ready to do whatever you, know, you want me to do or anything that makes sense, and the trade is there. And also, we want to go very micro to our collaboration. So one of the things I wanted to point out on the, well, yeah, the breakfast-looking, the sandwich-looking thing, that's one of the pain points of, like, you know, it's a very little thing of a tour, but really, it, that's really what, you know, keeps stays in keep people's mind. This is a uh, breakfast provided in one of our tours in, I think, in Korea. And it started at like four or five in the morning. There's no, nothing open except, you know, if you're in Korea, the convenience store sells really cold and, you know, not so enjoyable breakfast. So we talked to our operators and said, hey, listen, how can we get breakfast there? How can we get something, you know, decent, something warmer to them? That would be great. I mean, Korea is pretty cold. So they help us out, and then, you know, of course, that's the brand new assurance. We're going to get that sticker on the breakfast. And that is something, in the end, in the, in the reviews, I think eight out of 10 reviews are talking about the breakfast grade. People are like, whoa, people are, this is, this is kind of, it's one of the highlights of the tour. It is a ski tour, after all, but, you know, it's something of the highlight, and that's the overall experiences. And it's just, like, very small discussion. This is, like, almost micromanaging or micro-collaborating with our... Uh, with our operator and sit down and say, yes, we want this in morning, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. I think that these are things that we, our customer might like. These are numbers we show on other tours, other country. It's the same demographic. Let's do something around there. So, um, and also to the operator, it's actually not that hard to you know, make this, uh, to combine those there. And there are other, uh, experience, other um, examples having, you know, unique souvenirs that we team up with our, um, you know, some cartoon network uh, shows. And these are the things that we really need the collaboration coming in. We need the flexibility coming in from our operators. And at the end of it, risk sharing is something which is pretty big. There's a lot of risk of opening new lines, trying new things, going new routes, going to new destinations that, you know, and everybody's going to the floating market. But there's, maybe there's another market somewhere else which is equally good. But to the operators, if they want to open a new line, they have to bear the risk of empty buses. Well, we're here. We're, we should be the ones shouldering them. We're the ones selling it. We should build a risk, but at the same time, it's a mutual, uh, it's a mutual risk sharing. So at the same time, we're looking for, well, better terms in terms of a longer collaboration. Yeah. Um, moving down the line, what do we achieve at the end? Well, basically happy customer. Very happy customer that enjoys our tour, and they'll be looking, actually, on our site, say, there's a button you see, KK Day Signature Tour. There's a tag. People look for it, and we will continue to expand this, and we want more people to jump in on the idea. Yes, it will only have limited partners doing this, but what I'm trying to say is, if you have, you're working with other OTA, you're not working with us, that's great. Go back and tell, you know, talk to your OTA and say, hey, let's do something similar. Let's get on the ground, let's make differences offline, but not online. And, uh, well, a little recap of what, why we do this, how we do this, and what have we achieved. We are doing this for customer experiences. We're doing it for customer. More, to be more precise, we're doing this for offline customer experiences. And how are we going to do this? How do we make this happen? We do it with commitment. Commitment of a long-term investment and doing it as a partnership. Sitting down and say, well, this is hard. You've got to help me out. How do we help out? How, how do we chip in? I'm better online, so I'm going to chip in a little bit here. I have more data. You can take a look at my data. And what can you do? Like, you know, the operators here, you know the way around, you know every street, every alley, where it's the best breakfast, have to bring it out. Perfect sandwich. Anybody going to Korea this winter, do try it out, um, just for the breakfast. 
And what we get in, in the end is consistency. Consistency of quality, consistency of happy customer, and consistency of a partnership that we don't have to worry, we know the people who's providing the tour. The same goes with operators, which the order kind of switched around a little bit. I think the why, if I put myself in an operator's shoes, I think the why would be we also want st stability. We want st stable growth of our business. We don't want to like, worry that one day morning you wake up, you get an email and say, hey, sorry, we switched to the other guy. So this is something I think you know, that's the pain point we want to solve. And I think, how do we do this? How do we do this as an operator? Well, you got to provide solid customer service, off-site, oh, sorry, on-site services. And what do you get in the result? You got commitment. Commitment from the guests, commitment from us. And that's overall how we look at the why, the how, and the what. And we really, I sincerely, like, I mean, it just doesn't have to be us, really. If you're working with your OTA, go back and tell and say, hey, can we have more discussion on the ground? And I think that has been a, um, that has been a, a issue back then because every OT have their different DNA. And we happen to be the DNA, you know, we happen to be a team that want us to focus a little bit more on what really, you know, happened on site, outside of our website. So I, you know, I would really want to see more people come down and say, all right, we did this with our operators, this is why, and we are actually creating value on the ground. Thank you very much. Hey, Jim, but before you leave the stage, there's two questions I, I want to ask. So I'm a tour operator or an attraction. I've been working really hard to build my own brand. I spent all sorts of money on Google. Why on earth would I take one of my top tours and basically give the branding over to an OTA? Well, we don't necessarily, there are, the, the, the screenshot I put up there, yeah, that's, there's only our logo, but there are examples of we co-share the logos on the buses or on the service provided. Say the vests having two having two logos side by side, they know who are actually operating. But at the same time, we have this mutual trust, and also sometimes written on the contract that you know we have to shout out to both names. And this is a joint operation, which means we chip in on the design of the tour, and sometimes even the service we chip in. And uh, I think that's this is a good question. And to be honest, uh, there are a lot of um, operators they share. I, I think they share the concern. They're a little bit threatened by the act that people are doing itself like you know, um, signature to our branded experiences. But I, I think at least for us, we wanted something that is mutual. I, we, don't want, we want an equal um, and a healthy relationship with our operators. And, um, but I couldn't speak for others, yeah. And then if I am another operator, let's say you work with a couple similar operators in a market, and I see that you're doing this with one of my competitors, so in effect, you're you're kind of competing, you're the marketplace, and you're competing with the suppliers in your marketplace. So it, and I would imagine that probably the economics and for a variety and branding reasons and so forth, you are incented to promote the KK Day branded products versus third party products. So how do you reconcile that you know, innate conflict of interest in managing your marketplace? To start things off, um I don't actually think we are a 100% marketplace. It's more of a curated content and list that we're providing. In other words, you won't see, let's say if you're searching floating markets, let's say there's five listings on it. They, our policy has always been we don't want to provide the exact same thing. One is 30 bucks, the other 25, and there's details that you can't really tell. And I don't think that's a good user experience. We're talking about online experiences, people browsing through lists. So, 
We, my advice to the operators, we've been talking to, let's say, you know, I'm going to take floating market as an example. We might have a signature tour, just regular coaches going to the market, very, you know, big group, 40 people. And at the same time, if the supplier, there's another operator that we want to do a signature tour, but with a double-decker, you know, you can have a different experiences there. And that's, we, that's something that we definitely wanted to explore. And you can have it both. You're catering to a different guest. Let's say I, I, I am an operator that has tons of Japanese tour guides. Sure, we can do it there. But we wanted to make it different. And it will never, um, we will try our best to avoid on the same page, on the same content, repetitive content, and you can't really tell on the side. And, you know, people right now, you're using their mobile to be like, okay, what should I go for? And then in the end, it's pricing. So we came back to this annual question. People won't realize, oh, there's, you have extra breakfast on the list, you have this and that, the details. So we really wanted to make sure that when they're browsing a site, they can tell right away what is different and they get to make a trails. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Chang. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel. <laughs>